0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another Crunch episode of the Mythos Manual. I'm Leslie Wischniewski, the producer of the podcast. I'm sitting here, as always, with our game master, Calder David. How you doing? Well, that was a choice. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to move past that as quickly as we can over to the lovely Christy Stakey, who is joining us once again.
1: I'm here. Yeah. Woo. Woo, woo.
0: So today, we're going to sit down and talk a little bit about role-playing, women being at the table, and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. So I'm going to kick us off. Christy, you're in a three-party dynamic. And you are the only woman in the dynamic, which I feel like happens a lot, whether you're in a party of three or a party of five. Uh, we have the luxury because we both know Cal and he enjoys playing uh, role play with us. That often we're in campaigns together. Or if not, you and I, um, myself and other female friends that we have. Yeah. Uh, so it really... least in my experience, changes the dynamic whenever you are the only woman at the table versus not.
1: Yeah, I I would absolutely agree. I think in in all of the longer form campaigns until Mythos, um, there's always been other women at the table in the longer form games, less so in society games or one-offs. Then I'm often the only woman. Um, But those are so much shorter. Yeah, they're not as long-term commitments. (laughs) Um, But Mythos is kind of a interesting dynamic because it is just the three of us and then callan his myriad of npcs mm-hmm. <laughs> then the people that live in my brain <laughs> all those funny voices tell me to hurt my friends yeah and kiss them well, strange <laughs> very, very strange uh, but it's it's been interesting i think i was a little wary at first especially i know we talked about in the Keda episode on character creation, I was aware of the fact that I was the only female. So my initial thought had been to play a male character because I sometimes like to do that. Uh, but I realized that I wanted there to be a female character controlled by uh, an actual player. Yeah. I opted to make Kata the woman that she is, the snake woman that she is. <laughs> Aww. But I was very, I, that was a conscious choice of making sure that we had a player character who was female.
0: Yeah, and and I feel like in in other campaigns where there's more women who are making more choices, you have a little bit more of that flexibility, at least internally, to be like, well, if I don't play a woman, someone will. Yeah, and like I, I don't, you don't have to worry about it so much. That kind of perspective will be represented to one degree or another, mm-hmm. um, and that's definitely important. Cal, I know it's really important for you to have women in your games, like
2: yes, uh, especially because, well, I don't know. I, I guess it's not okay. It is important for me to have women in my games, but I don't think I always felt that way. I feel like I just, for a long time, had my friends in my campaigns.
0: And you were friends with and, women. And
2: I was friends with women. Good
0: for you. Well,
2: yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I'm not trying to like... I'm no, not, no, no, no. I, I,
0: honestly, like, I mean... And but
2: it, 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 okay, but I think when creating Mythos Manual, I did have to... I was thinking about that, though. I was... There was a certain level of, like, well... I can't just have because I think the easiest thing in the world. We live in Los Angeles, and I could be like, "Who has a weeknight free and like wants to play <laughs> some D anD D and I or Pathfinder?" And I feel like I could have very easily gotten like three dudes to like hang Sign out, up. hang out with me for that. But uh, no, I really wanted to make sure we had like at least one, at least one female voice, and like I wish we could have more, but it was more of a technical issue that we don't.
0: I've I've been really fortunate, and I think. Christy has as well, to have been able to be at the table with more than just ourselves feeling like we have to speak for everybody. But I think that's true not only for women, but also queer people and people of color not feeling like you're responsible for telling your story or like representing not just yourself, but like every woman who's ever existed. Yeah. Sometimes it makes it more difficult to be comfortable in role play situations. For instance, like Alan shacking up. Yeah, yeah. He is shacking up or Damius is really.
1: Out. Damius and Shayaka got a thing going on. It's happening. Yeah. Usually when you're the only female at the table, NPC relationships don't happen. You don't see people making the like, oh, I'm gonna go have a thing and flirt with this NPC. Like, maybe there'll be a female NPC who flirts and is like this the the barkeep at a tavern somewhere, and then the male characters are like Buy an ale and like have a one night hookup or whatever in the tavern. Yeah, sure. But you don't often get these NPCs that develop into true like relationships, love relationships, or and- love interests or anything. And if I had not had Alan at the table, Maybe the storyline with Kata and Dalton wouldn't have gone that way. Yeah, like I was always, I was always gonna have her be because she was is such an adventurous spirit. She was always kind of gonna be buddy with Dalton, Mm -hmm. just because they're both kind of like rough and tumble, the rough and tumble like humans, people. Yeah, when Alan started having Damius be a little bit more flirtatious first with Ruth, and kind of expressing his like past love for Ruth. Yeah, and then having that, like, romantical option being uh, be on the table, actually. Yeah. um uh, Then I think it gave us kind of a freedom to explore that in a way that maybe if it, this had been, an, I I don't know, maybe if it had been all guys at this table and me, that would have happened anyway, but I doubt it. <laughs> um, I feel like that we've been really fortunate with the way this has played out that, like, all options have been open to us.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I, I think in a lot of campaigns that isn't the option in a lot of campaigns it is uh but i also think it's it's kind of tricky especially from the especially from the place of the the game master to balance those relationships and make sure that they're um true to character but also like keeping in mind that like these are fantasy worlds and we are real life people
2: yeah there's a Mm -hmm. lot to there's a lot to kind of consider i think when it comes to setting up NPCs as a, a GM cuz like you you a you never want to get too explicit I, I, or I guess you I shouldn't say you never I think everyone's just level of like what they're comfortable with is going to be very different I've had friends who have been very like okay with some like with some like really kind of intense like role play in terms of like physical stuff like physical like affection or romantic kind of affection and like those can be like varying degrees of like difficulty for everybody to kind of sit down and like it's part of a game and like i think for some people that can suddenly feel too real or too like am i playing still or what are we doing like and like Mm -hmm. you've heard like i I, i've heard like horror stories from the internet of people who've like gms who've used that to like creep on their players and like you hear like so like yeah we talk about Amioto a lot because it's like this campaign we all did together except for alan and there was a big moment in there where leslie your character had an eidolon who was a devil and we played that and then we kind of ended that on the love interest for paul yeah which was like kind of organically happened
0: cal actually took over a lot of role play for my eidolon because she was aware of more things than my character was, so it was easier for that role play to more organically take place. And she could
2: talk, and it was—we had
0: a kind of a fun mm-hmm. dynamic with it. Yeah. So in the end, it wasn't Paul and I role playing a romantic moment. It was Paul and Cal role playing a kind of fun romantic moment. Yeah.
1: I will say that the way we play RPGs is not necessarily how everyone does it, because we pop in and out of character pretty frequently yeah we don't do the thing where you like we're not total immersion people right we're not total immersion char- people so we absolutely talk as ourselves and then go back in yeah and some of us have character voices and so it's pretty easy to differentiate when you're in character when you're out of character but i know i've sat at tables where people are all character all the time and, then- and you can't metagame at all unless you have like a technical question and then you have to like raise your hand or you have to like pause gameplay. That's hard, and it's a lot. It's a that's a but, lot. whatever. It's some, it's some I, people love that. I get it, and I get that you like shouldn't technically in the six in your six second turn you shouldn't be able to strategize with the person who's across the battlefield. Like I get it, but I also think that that allows us to be a little bit more comfortable with our role play. Yeah, so we can kind of have fun in those kind of situations. Whereas maybe some tables it would be a little intense.
2: I I think that's we do that a lot. Maybe and I don't. I've been at a tables where. People just got kind of, I do this. And then people can be like, I don't really feel cool about you doing that. Like, I think there's a lot of that at our table where we kind of like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this kind of thing. Is that chill with you? I, and like, I don't know. I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer, but it keeps like us happier. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the right answer for us.
0: Yeah. And really, like, I think that's just a good insight. Like, whatever is working for everybody as a collective and if it's super not working for one person then it's not working for the collective yeah yeah
2: there's two big factors of like why there's more romantic things happening in mythos manual than any of my other campaigns really like Mm -hmm. i never really i never really build it into campaigns or i haven't until now and i didn't really necessarily build it in. i just left it as an open idea and that was because i like uh, mythos manual came out of like the 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 crunch time episodes, like the time you're we spending Poema, and like the idea of like building relationships with NPCs came mm-hmm. out of like we played Persona Five last year, we which did, I, and there's like a huge kind of like time management and a lot of video games like dating sims have this kind of recurring like you have to meet your NPCs and get like better relationships with your NPCs and like. The more you do that, the more benefits you gain. And like, Mm -hmm. you see little fun scenes. Like, Stardew Valley is this too. And like.
0: Yeah. And it's effective because it it makes you want to go out of your way to get to know NPCs who otherwise you're like, oh, they die? Fine, whatever. But like. Dalton just recently died and it was so tragic right after you had a like a
1: moment I did I had such yeah. a good moment I was so pissed why yeah. tell me about that moment oh uh well I kind of felt responsible I've always there's always been this kind of like and Dalton flirtation thing. will they won't they will they won't they whatever uh but we had gone off the night that Dalton ended up getting captured by the Herald. And he, uh, we had this whole plan. And I was like, well, I'll, we should plan this better. We should strategize. We should think about it. We shouldn't go right now by ourselves. I think we should take reinforcements. And he was just dead set on doing it himself. And I was the last person to see him before all this terrible stuff happened. Yeah. So it took me a minute to get back to his tent once he came back because I was still a little shaken about the whole thing. But yeah. I, But to try and, like, reconnect with that character who I was dead set on saving and yeah. felt, like, somewhat responsible for... And I'd like I didn't it didn't even help it didn't even help I finally got that box checked that third box in the Dalton row and then he up and died and mm-hmm. you weren't even there you I were across
0: camp right? I was across
1: camp I couldn't let, like I I I don't know Cal but if I had been closer to Dalton would you have allowed my character to make some sort of like a check, check of some or sort or a save yeah. or if it wasn't Kafka
2: yeah almost certainly I would have probably allowed you to make some sort of role.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: because like that is from what I understand that is the function of those boxes that is the function of those uh, essentially goalposts with these NPCs are
1: they have their uh, own arcs
0: yeah they have their own arcs they all have things about them that are broken in some way or like need be addressed uh, when we meet Dalton at the end in Avuba he's very much this like brash and kind of broady guy who's very like me and my gun and you got nothing to worry about sweetheart nah, nah, nah. Um, but then in that final scene We learn sort of this new vulnerable thing about him, about how he he just wants to send home money to his father. Yeah, I'm
1: kind of pissed that he died before I could find out what was going on with that backstory. But, you know, now I have all this money I got to give to his dad.
0: Are you going to give it to his dad or are you going to keep it?
1: No, I'm going to give it to his dad. Even though Kafka stole a sword that I was supposed to take back to his dad. Now Kafka's got it. It was a bow. Oh, it was a bow. You're right. I was going to be responsible and take it back to his dad eventually. Who knows?
0: Like, if you leave the jungle, does Kafka really still need a bow?
1: Take it off of Kafka's body. That's kind of my thought. Yeah, his his corpse that he's going to leave. My question to you, Cal, about this like character checkbox progression system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I've often wondered how those tracks work with our different character, with our different player characters, because. I technically put a lot of those Dalton checks there. You did. But yeah. Kafka's the only one who's got any checks with Malik. That's true. But we're at 3 on we were at 3 on both of them. Yeah. So I guess my question is, are you tracking who's done what or because really the like the mechanic of it, the physical sheet that we're tracking it on just has it's us collected. as a party as a, a
2: blanket one. Uh, okay. Well, that's a good question and it didn't really occur to me when I was planning out the system, the the at poema the idea of breaking each day into like a a morning shift and an afternoon shift and like you'd have these activities you can do and all that kind of I was like oh I was like oh this is like a fun tiny management game I kind of forgot that the group of you could act like independently in a sense (laughs) like obviously they each want to do different things and the way I kind of thought about it in my head was like the initial plan was like oh they each like spend They'd all work together each time to help people, which doesn't make sense. So as soon as we started playing, I realized that was dumb. Um, and so, it, essentially, like it doesn't matter. Like, you're all – the checkboxes don't matter. But, like, we know – because, like, it, it's one of those things where it's, like, everything is important to me. And, like, the rules are important to me. Like, the situation, like, little mini-game I've set up are important to me. But, like, but only to help inform the story, right? Like, it doesn't – like, yeah, sure, Malik. It has, like, three checkboxes, like, all three checkboxes for Malik from, come from Kafka. And that's made Malik more, like, what well, those are, like, uh, those checkboxes are, like, how they feel about the group, right? And how they feel about, like, the three of you uh, kind of in general. So even though, like, Kafka, like, has gotten those points with Malik, he still, like, favorably looks at Kata and Damius in, like, it, it's just being like, in a friendly way. And, like, he probably feels like, you know, if maybe if Paul's interacting with him, then they might have like a little bit of a bonus or something like that, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't like matter too much because that was just a way of tracking like their friendliness. Not yeah,
1: the it's character. also it's also informed kind of our own player choices when we choose to interact with NPCs. Like we know who we've spent more time with, so when things happen and when things happen to Ruth, Damius cares a lot more than yeah. I care. Yeah, even though I've gotten some of those Ruth boxes checked. You it's- did. But we know in-game as the characters, so I guess it's kind of sorted itself out because we're tracking which characters we care about. Yeah. Even though your check marks were non-character specific. Mm-hmm.
0: Also, like, you, unbeknownst to you, have already impacted, like, Dalton's story. Dalton was just supposed to disappear and then, like, show back up.
2: Once Dalton and Kada became, like, friendlier, I thought it was... I, I realized I didn't want to give them, like, no choice and like Dalton just disappearing into the jungle and then reappearing because Guns that was blaze, that was like mean. my initial concept of like the character at first in, in general was like he was going to be this guy who went crazy in camp and shot everybody oh uh and then it turned into something else because that was like it, it, i essentially i came up with his death before i came up with anything else about <laughs> him mm-hmm.
1: so was he always going to be captured by the herald mm, or was yes. he just going to go jungle crazy
2: he was always going to get captured by the herald probably or at least something kind of akin to that
0: Because his motivations were always the same. He was always going to get frustrated at how things were going and would just set set out to try to solve the problem himself alone. And that would lead to him being captured and that would lead to all these terrible things that would lead to him coming back to camp.
2: I never counted on him getting rescued was actually the big change. You guys going out to look for him, I never considered happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, we can also talk about the fact that now we know that maybe we shouldn't have killed that heretic. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Because the Herald is not necessarily Yeah,
1: we, we just went and killed that heretic so that we could get Dalton back because I really wanted to get Dalton back. So I just killed him.
0: Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even talk to him.
1: <laughs> like, Barely. Like, like, <laughs> if, like, if you, looking back at that
2: episode, because I was like, I remember leading up to him, like, oh, right, the heretic, like, this is going to be a big story moment for me. I'm going to have to really <laughs> present some stuff. And then, like, this, but then we get to that beat and Alan and Paul are like, all right, well, here's the plan. Alan's really excited because he can suddenly, like, transform what he looks like. So he wants to, he's just <laughs> looking for an opportunity to use the ability. Right. It's true. And Paul, like, and Paul has never heard of a half-baked plan he doesn't love. <laughs> it's also true. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was, like, the plan was, like, like, Kafka is a prisoner. They get close to the to the, to the the uh, heretic.
1: Kate is a snake in the Kate grass. Kate is a snake
2: in the grass off to the side in case things go sideways, which they inevitably will. Question mark, question mark, question mark, profit.
0: Well, yeah. it's interesting though because it sounds like you guys make decisions really quickly and effectively simply because your characters have motivations. Like mm-hmm. you want to keep Dalton safe, Kafka wants to get an A. Like all of these things that you guys have picked for your characters and have developed with these NPCs are leading to, I guess, story m- moving in a way that's really effective because. Oftentimes when, when I when I play roleplay games, we get really mired in meta like, oh, should we do this? Well, we could do it this way or it might be more effective to do this. But when you have characters that really care about the NPCs or care about a specific element of the story, then it's like, oh, well, Dalton's missing. Kate is going to go look for him because she can't just let him vanish.
1: Yeah, she can't let it. Like I was convinced my character really wanted to rescue Dalton at, at whatever cost. And and so that heretic moment happened and Alan and Paul, or Kafka and Damius, are doing this bit, and it's clearly not working. And eventually, I just lunge out of the grass, and I'm like, "Screw this! I'm gonna fight, because yeah. like I'm not gonna sit here and listen to this fail miserably." <laughs> and I need to kill this. And guy I need and to get kill Dalton. this guy. Yeah. Um,
0: but if you hadn't rescued him, you would have never had that moment with him. I know.
2: It works really well because, like, what I'm really happy about, like, what I feel is like, a success of this campaign, like, and we'll, when this is obviously, like, what I feel like worked about the campaign and what I feel didn't work, we'll talk about it at the very end of it. But one thing I've really enjoyed was I didn't want to do a Save the World campaign or, like, Save the Town. And I know it's basically like Save the Expedition crew, but I wanted it to feel more. Personal, like I wanted to like save these individual people, like save these people that you know and like, and make sure that they're okay. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think that's been pretty effective. I, yeah, I, I think it's yeah.
1: been absolutely effective. I think you've done a really nice job. Even like the, the very first session zero, where we're going through the breakdown of who these NPCs are. There's this lovely little chart, which I'm sure you can find on the website. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so we were, we were given that chart, this NPC chart that had visual references for all these NPCs. So you immediately had a way to kind of deal with them in your brain. And it wasn't just, Oh, that's when Cal does the weird Trump voice or, (laughs) 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 or, you know, even with the, with the human laborers being Vaguely friends characters. Mm-hmm. Which is
2: something we kind of invented during the game, but it yeah. ended up really helping. But
1: it really helped, because yeah. then you you knew exactly which personality type you were dealing with, and you had a way to separate them, even though they're all played by the GM. Mm-hmm. Which, hats off to Cal, there's so many of them. Yeah. Even though a lot of them are dead now. Uh, so <laughs> so
2: there's a lot less now. There's a lot <laughs> less now, but
1: there were so many of them, and it's it's been really... Wonderful to have that kind of reference for him because you're able to differentiate even though there's just three player characters and so many NPCs.
0: Yeah, you can talk about the world and the characters as if you're watching them on TV and not like instead like trying to remember people from history for a test, right? Yeah. Um, they mean something. Now, earlier you talked about how sad you were that you wouldn't get to hear more about Dalton's backstory, but because this is a crunch episode, Cal can <laughs> tell you more about Dalton's backstory and the things you would have found out about him.
2: There wasn't too too much more. Like the, the the dad thing was the big thing. The
0: dad thing was the big thing.
2: His family were like were like a big archery hunter clan out in like rural gallery and he was never very good with the bow, and he he could never use a bow and arrow very well compared to everyone else, and. And eventually, like a like essentially, essentially like a tinkerer came to town, like or like a, a or like somebody, like a a traveling salesman of some sorts, to demonstrate like the the fa- the wonderful new power of this like strange new gun contraption. Mm-hmm. And Dalton stole it from this tinkerer, and Ugh. then and then had to run away from home
0: <gasps> and took his father's bow. and took his
2: father's bow with him
0: because him and his dad don't have a good
1: relationship. That's crazy.
0: If you had filled out all of his blocks, Dalton would have given you a letter saying, like, I, I wrote this for my dad. If I don't make it out of here, will you send it to him? And it's him trying to, like, rebuild that bridge. Um, <sighs> it, it's so good. It makes me very wistful.
2: It was very Red Dead.
0: It was super, it was super cowboy. It was very Wild West. I love it. And that's why he loves his rifle so much, because it was the thing that kind of... One validated his identity within his family. He was a really good shot, and it just wasn't with the bow. It was with this other thing. It validated him. It was a symbol of his, I- of his like, independence from his father.
2: But it was always the, like, in terms of, like, storylines, it was the least likely you're ever going to see the end of. Because, like, yeah. I knew, like, like storyline-wise, like, like, something happens to Dalton, like, right at the beginning of, like, act three. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he he's one of the early earlier... Like,
2: each of them have kind of little countdown clocks attached to them. And like, so yeah. the, some of those have been already circumvented. Some haven't been...
1: The fact that Suresh will ultimately turn into a half-demon is a clock in Would and of itself. Would you
2: believe that I didn't actually include that when we were running the campaign? That happened. What? That just happened during the game. And that's it's just, crazy. It's just part of the story now.
1: I kind of love it. I Isn't pl- it so yeah, interesting? I didn't plan that
2: at all. That just happened. Ugh. Anyway, yeah, that's fun.
1: I will say the other thing that I want to talk about as far as this party specifically is mm-hmm. that I think Alan and Paul and I have made very specific choices to represent ourselves in these characters mm, a in a thought. different way. Yeah. Um, because we are so different as people. It's you know we've we've got specific things that we identify with in our characters that make us play these characters to a level of believability. yeah, I think yeah and so it's not me making a choice to be the rough and tumble guy who like to be the brawler character. I'm, I'm choosing my character is me in a different light. Yeah. And and I think because we've all made that choice to play with that much kind of personal investment, it's really lent itself to a more rounded game. I haven't really
2: thought about that, but I think you're totally right. Yeah, I didn't really. no one, Yeah, no one's just kind of playing like, yeah, this time I'm a mean bugbear guy.
0: Well, also I think anytime you, you play a character, it's good to have kind of like the kernel of yourself that you can sure. like- go back to and be like oh yeah this i'm pulling from this experience of my life yeah alan talked a little bit about how anytime he would play a character male or female they were always attracted to men so he always had like the lane that he Mm -hmm. could relate to very intimately and i think that's really good like i look at all the characters i've played and i can definitely see similarities in them things that i oh i
2: love that I, uh, yeah. I I love that people you know, we can kind of reflect on your on your cat on, mm-hmm. on major characters that mean something to you because I think there is like a little bit of you put a little bit of something into your into everything you create.
1: Yeah, I think and I think that's important too if you're if you're looking to create a character for a long form game. Yeah. that you're gonna be in for a while. It's really important to feel really connected and grounded to that character. It's, yes, we all have one-off little society characters who are kind of throwaways. But, yeah. but if you're going to be in something and create a character for something that's going to last for potentially a year or <laughs> five years. <laughs> uh, <is> so long. <laughs> so long. But, but you really do have to have a part of yourself that you identify with because you can totally get lost in who that character is supposed to be. It helps you play to a different level. Yeah. And make choices as the character and less as a meta choice. Right. And it's just something that you feel like the game requires you to do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's less puppeting. It becomes less puppeting and more like you are them. Yeah. You can empathize to a deeper degree and everything matters more. Mm
1: -hmm. It's true.
0: Ah, This was such a lovely talk. I had such a good time. Uh, Cal, as always, thank you for sitting with us. You're very welcome. Christy, thank you for coming and for talking with us. Yay! Um, Rest in peace, Dalton. We love you. We are sad for you
1: we will miss you and i will get your dad's money home oh
0: well thank you guys so much for joining us for another crunch episode please tune in next time for more of our story to see what happens to our lovely characters in the not so lovely jungle and hopefully no more npcs die but knowing cal it's
2: pretty unlikely (laughs) it's pretty
0: unlikely (laughs) oh thank you and see you next time Thanks for tuning in for this week's chapter of the Mythos Manual. Please be sure to subscribe and leave a review, and we'll be sure to send you good luck on all your future roles.